When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is Nikola Jokic better than Joel Embiid? What changed in the Nuggets offense to unlock the Joker? Can we expect Denver to make the playoffs? The only question left is, say it with me, you in? Hey sports fans, Coach Nick here and welcome to the B-Ball Breakdown Podcast. Today I am pleased to bring on the show TJ McBride who is an editor and beat writer for the Nuggets on Mile High Sports. So, TJ, I want to thank you, first of all, for coming on the show and also giving me the uh, impetus for doing the video that we dropped yesterday where I, I guess, can we call it comparing uh, Nikola Jokic to Joel Embiid? I hate the ranking idea. Comparing is so much better for two guys who have played three seasons and Joel Embiid being even more of an asterisk next to that. I, I hate the whole ranking part of this. Comparing them is actually very insightful and opens up a lot of doorways to different discussions. So I'm very much so on board with the comparing part of this. <laughs> well, for sure. And you know, we're you know we're in the real dog days of summer when we're at the point now where we're arguing who's better between Jokic <laughs> and Embiid on Twitter. So I had seen that and I you know started to think about it. And I guess the real key here, if you do want to get into any kind of discussion about um, comparing who is better or not, like you have to kind of decide, well, what is more valuable, right? Like is uh, Jokic's shooting and passing his edge there? Uh, does that make does that get him over the hump compared to Embiid's scoring overall? And then like the defensive side. So I kind of got uh, I, it was really eye opening when I really dug down into the numbers and realized how special Jokic was. And I and I kind of was intimating this on in, in the DM yesterday. Is it kind of felt like the, the national interest in the Nuggets fell off at some point, where I just sort of lost track. And I wonder how did that happen? What really happened for me was that Paul Millsap got hurt, and then about a couple weeks later, so did Nikola Jokic. So right around late December, early January, you're without both of them, and really people stopped watching. And then they really didn't come back into that national limelight until they had that seven-game winning or six-game winning streak, almost seven, to finish the year. That's when everybody kind of reacquired the Nuggets in their national scope. But before that, those dog days, those January days, they were really dead for Nuggets fans and for national audience. Which really just happens across the NBA, it feels like. And safe to say that they, the the, the um, record suffered in that stretch, mm-hmm. whereas had they not been injured as long as they were, they, they, they make the playoffs? I mean, yeah, it's hard to say not because if they're not injured like that, Paul Millsap for 44 games is a big shot. That's one that really hurts this team because Paul Millsap and Nikola Jokic were finally hitting their stride. They didn't start well together. It wasn't one of those things where you just inserted Millsap and they went. They had to feel each other out, and Millsap's played a particular style of basketball for so long. He's been a guy you just feed the ball into the post, let him go to work, and he makes good decisions. He's playing off the ball so much more than he has in a long time, and that really was a difficult stretch for 
both of them, but right before, I'm talking like eight games before Paul Millsap got hurt, they clicked and it started working and they went like six and two in that stretch and they were just blowing teams out. Then he went down and he never came back fully healthy. He actually told us in the exit interview, it's a 12 to 18 month full recovery time to get him to 100% range of motion. He'll be able to play. He'll be able to function. He'll still be a helpful player, but to get back to his full self, it's a long process. So he wasn't anywhere near 100% when he came back. So they haven't even scraped the surface. And if they even get three or four more games at a Millsap or Harris doesn't miss the last two weeks of the season, they're a playoff team. And that really is what it comes down to for me. They took everything for them to stay out. For sure. Now, I've already had my irrational exuberance uh, era uh, moment uh, in the, of the summer with the Memphis Grizzlies. When you think about what they have and what they can come back with healthy, um, the Nuggets uh, exuberance isn't irrational. Uh, and you're right. They just yeah. missed the playoffs by one game. Remind us all of what the injury was that Paul Millsap had. He hurt two different ligaments in his wrist. And when that happens is they had to go in for surgery to recorrect it and to reconnect those tendons and whatnot. And when you have that issue, you have to re, like, basically slowly stretch out those tendons to be able to get your wrist working again. So the surgery was a three-month recovery time as it was. And then there was a long, arduous process of just getting that wrist to be functional. And if you watched him during the season when he came back, he wasn't using his right wrist. He would fall and tuck his arm he purposely wouldn't get over to that wrist when he was dribbling and trying to get into different post motions that he was so good at in Atlanta and it took away from his game entirely he couldn't finish the same way he couldn't dribble the same way he couldn't rebound the same way and then when you get to the defensive end of the ball he's not swiping anymore like he was so good at he didn't have that quick twitch wrist movement to be able to get to these balls in these passing lanes mm -hmm. and it completely diminished his game and that's something that can be easily fixed just having him come back with just a little bit more range of motion and a whole summer behind him yeah. That's really that wrist changed everything for him, and it really hurt his entire standing. For sure, and I guess the, the only silver lining is that it wasn't his shooting hand uh, that he hurt. So uh, yes, because I know, like even I, I had fallen and hurt my uh, my right my shooting hand wrist didn't break it even, but uh, I'm still not sure I've gotten the right range, and, and I shoot the same way after that. So I, I, it's uh, luckily for him, it wasn't that. And even still, having that offhand issue, you know this as well as anybody, it's almost like timing when you're taking a baseball swing. If you don't have all of your motion at the top half of your body feeling congruent, it just throws your entire shooting mechanics off from anywhere on the floor. So even though it wasn't his shooting hand, his shot suffered greatly because of it. It was really a devastating injury because he's never had a big injury. He's always been a guy that's been able just to go out, play 74 games a year, pretty much every single year on the dot. And this was a weird phenomenon for him. He called it the toughest year of his career. Oh, no doubt. And especially because he, uh, he probably had to adjust to being to playing mile high as well, which you yeah. know, has to be an adjustment for new players coming in no matter what uh, you know, year they're playing in. Um, well, let's get back to Jokic for a second, because obviously the, the, the interesting thing about the video, generally when I do those, is A, better than B, uh, usually sparks a really big uh, angry uh, discussion. <laughs> and I was shocked uh, going through, you know, and that said, you know, maybe a lot of the people who are angry are just on vacation. But um, I'm checking right now to see how many comments there were on this one as I'm loading it, because I, I, I wanted to say that most of them were like, you know, 
you know, there's uh, 741 comments so far on that on that video, and you know, yeah, a lot of them were sort of like, hmm, this, this is really kind of interesting, and not like f you, you are an idiot, delete your account. Maybe a couple of those. Um, there's so, always some of those, you, you know. <laughs> but I, I'm curious. I mean, I, I think if we're talking about what Jokic does really well, I think you start with the passing. It's safe to say that he's got to be the best passing big man in the NBA, and maybe it's someone we've had in a long time. I'm ready to go to the length of he's in the argument for best passing big ever. I mean, when you start looking at the numbers at his very early age, when you look at assists per 100 possessions over the history of the league since they started actually accounting assists, the only player who has had more assists per 100 possessions is 0304 Vladi Divac at 9.6 compared to Jokic's 9.3. And we're three years into this ordeal. This is a guy who wasn't anywhere near his peak physical like, as a as a body frame. He's not even close to getting all that flab off yet. So... The fact that we're already seeing him at this level as a passer is absurd. He's already in the top eight players ever for total assists in one season by a big man. He is breaking down barriers quickly, and he's so young still. That's what blows my mind. Well, what blows my mind these days is how easy it is to refill your contact lens prescription with an incredible app called Simple Contacts, a convenient way to reorder your contact lenses that will save you money. When my wife runs out of her contacts, it's normally a nightmare to renew her prescription and sometimes she's forced to wear her old ones for days until she finds the time to go out and pick them up. With simple contacts, they bring the doctor to you. You can take a vision test at home in under five minutes, then a real doctor reviews your test and writes you a new prescription. This isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam, but it's the next best thing. Simple Contacts offers every brand of lenses, and their prices are unbeatable, and shipping is free. But my listeners also get 30 bucks off their first Simple Contacts order with code COACHNICK20. So, to save 30 bucks on your lenses, just go to simplecontacts.com coachnick20, or enter the code COACHNICK20 at checkout. Again, that's simplecontacts.com coachnick20, or enter my code, CoachNick20, at checkout. The thing about Jokic, you know, the offense runs through him. Uh, high post, yes. perimeter, everything, which is a, a really, uh, I guess, an advantage in some respects compared to what MB does, who is, who's got Simmons to do some stuff as well. And I'm kind of curious. It doesn't feel like it started that way. I'm not even sure last year in the beginning of the year it started that way. So what, what was the change that uh, they, they allowed them to unleash Jokic? It was that December 15th date when Yusef Nurkic got hurt and there was all of the situation where they finally put Jokic into the starting lineup, which he started there with Nurkic, but without another big on the floor. The second they did that, they realized that you could pretty much field whatever team that you wanted at that point and be able to put together a near top 15, top 10 offense because Nikola Jokic was just so lethal. I give most of the credit to Michael Malone, to be honest with you. He let go of all of his philosophies about offense offensive basketball and allow Nikola Jokic just to do what Nikola Jokic does. This is an old 80s bruiser type of a coach. He wants to be the 2012 Grizzlies. For him to be able to let go like that and be like, you know what? I understand we're playing through a non-defensive center, but I'm going to empower you to be that guy, to be the focal point, to be the catalyst. And that had not happened in, up in, throughout his career up until that point. And the second that they did, everybody 
else realized how easy their shots came. Everybody else realized that their stats are going up quickly. Everybody else realized that their games look better because Nikola Jokic is working as the fulcrum of this offense. Yes, the defense greatly suffered. There's no arguing that whatsoever. But they were able to score with the best teams in the NBA, fielding any team there is. I went back and watched the Golden State game when Wancho had 27 points. And they they fielded a team where Johnny O'Brien and Mike Miller were the second most played minutes off the bench. Like, they were depleted, had nobody on that team. Nikola Jokic had a triple-double and made everybody look like all-stars just because fundamentally he creates these opportunities for players and puts the ball right in the shooting pocket gets you leaning perfectly the right direction gets you on the perfect angle to the rim to create these open looks and the second that they realized it they let him go they just opened up the floor and said you know what we're going to play spacers around you we're going to run with this we'll play big sometimes but we're going to let you be the guy and it was really that moment that december 15th moment on that they realized what they had and were able to make the decision to let him be who he is you know, I, for some reason, I'm now rem- reminded of uh, in January 2017, January 2017, not 2018, I did a yeah. video uh, of why Jokic is the best passing center in the NBA. So even last year um, when he was there, they, they and he was averaging the same amount. I looked at the per 36 numbers from, uh, you know, 17-18 and then 16-17, and um, they're almost the same. So he was getting yeah. a lot of dimes the year before as well. Yeah, but it definitely felt like it was a little bit – is it safe to say it felt different, like whatever happened the last half of yeah. last year was different? The reason it was different was that defenses knew how to play them now. You're not giving up those backdoor passes. You're going to play back more and force these actions to play more at the top of the key and outside of the paint because Jokic was just getting on the short roll his first couple years and making whatever pass he wanted to to whatever cutter he wanted to. Defenses keyed in on that, and it changed because he couldn't get as many easy baskets. It's Nikola Jokic. He's going to create these easy baskets, but the ratio at which it was happening was diminishing rapidly, and Jokic still found a way to produce at a better level than he was even though defenses were keen in on him that's the difference for me it looked fundamentally different because people were keen in on these things but he still was able to maestro this offense into a top six offense again and that's what really separated this year from last year for me from 2017 to 2016-17 that was the big change was that defenses knew what they were going to get with him and he they still couldn't stop him in any capacity uh, yeah, absolutely. And the thing that gets me so excited about watching him play is when he gets the rebound and brings the ball up. Yes. Um, it just lets everybody else in the guards release early, get to the corner, spread the floor. You know, the usual suspect with Jokic hooking up with him is usually Gary Harris getting all those cuts and getting so much uh, open. But it also felt like going through the footage that it really wasn't just Gary Harris. It seemed infectious and a lot of people were really benefiting a lot uh, and, and multiple times a game, right? Yes, definitely. Jamal Murray grew in this role, especially as he was able to go through that double hernia surgery an offseason ago where he finally came back healthy for the first time since Kentucky. That really allowed him to step into more of a cutter role because the athleticism was there. The finishing was there. All of that came back. Gary Harris, like you said, is great at this anyway. No matter what you're going to talk about, Gary Harris is almost telepathically connected to Nikola Jokic. And the fact that Gary Harris could have been a pro wide receiver in football, I think plays a lot into this because he was a guy who was a 
possession receiver with a big body that had strong hands and was ridiculously athletic. That plays perfectly into how he plays with Nikola Jokic. These are basically quick two-yard slants that he's running at a consistent basis off the line with Nikola Jokic. Um, what's going to be interesting for me is that guys that he was really good with that you don't see, the little fringe players that were still able to produce at a high level with Nikola Jokic, are guys with height and guys with athleticism. So losing Wilson Chandler is going to change the dynamic a little bit because having him with just three inches more of length over a smaller defender when he's playing either the three or the four, it opens up just the small enough window for Nikola Jokic to hit him every single time over and over again. So they were leaking guys whenever they had a mismatch in height just because Jokic could always hit him. So losing that height and Wilson Chandler and replacing him with Barton could hurt, but Barton himself is a very willing cutter. He's the guy who's been great at finding and relocating to open three-point spots to attack closeouts and use his above-average handle and athleticism to finish at the rim. He can cut off the ball all of these things like you said it becomes infectious this is something that adam Mares of denver stiffs have talked about a lot is that when other players see other players getting easy baskets they want to find out how they can also get those easy baskets nikola Jokic and gary harris started that trend and it's bled into the entire roster i mean watch oh, yeah. or Juancho Hernan Gomez just walked into this league from Spain and was able to play in this identical fashion with Nikola Jokic just immediately as a rookie coming into the NBA. That's really impressive to me, and it speaks more to Nikola Jokic than it does to Juancho or any of the other rookies that sure. have come in with him. Well, and as we all know, even like playing pickup, when you play with a guy like that, uh, you do tend to get just a lot more ball movement cutting or player cutting just because they all it's an, it is an infection and they know they're going to get the ball. So yeah. I guess the question is, Wilson Chandler played the fourth most minutes of, the, of anybody last year in 74 games so you think that there's going to kind of cover that with uh, a healthy Paul Millsap and then uh, a few more minutes maybe for um, you know who, who might get more of those minutes it's weird because saying Will Barton will get more minutes is wrong because he'll get the similar minutes, but he'll play a different role. He'll play more in that Wilson Chandler role where he's the fourth or fifth scoring option on the floor with the starters because Isaiah Thomas can pick up what Will Barton was doing off the bench where he's just the volume scorer. Here's the mm-hmm. ball. Go do what you need to do and have fun with it kind of guy. So I think you're going to see Will Barton step into a lot of those Wilson Chandler, like the fourth or fifth swing option when the ball starts really moving off of a Nikola Jokic pass and then Paul Millsap, like you said, being that power forward because they had to play Will Wilson, it's so much power for when um, when Millsap went down. So that really changed their dynamic, and they're going to have to find similar production that Wilson Chandler was able to provide in that archetype from Paul Millsap just because of the way that Nikola plays. And based on Jokic's young age and that great head of hair he has on his head, he's probably not worried at all about losing any of it. But you might be. It's a very real possibility. And in the past, we'd have to shrug and wear our Just Another Sexy Bald Guy t-shirts. But not anymore. Hims is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. Hims will connect you with real doctors with medical-grade solutions to get the hair growing back on your head. No awkward doctor visits where you have to bend over and cough. No wasting time with a bunch of nervous people in the waiting room. Just open up that browser window, type in F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com and the solution to your problems get shipped to your door. Order now. My listeners get a free trial month of hymns for just five bucks today, right now, while supplies last. See website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. Go to forhymns.com slash coach Nick. That's forhims.com slash coach Nick and throw away that other t-shirt that says it's not a bald spot it's a solar panel for a sex machine it kind of does feel like the the best thing about Jokic 
um, is is Jamal Murray having less pressure on him to be a traditional point guard, right? It feels like you know he he's growing into that mold, and he will you know I think he'll ultimately become a really good uh, you know starting guard in the league. But it definitely feels like that progression can be helped along a little bit by just being able to take the pressure off and have Jokic do some of that work. And even more so than that this year, going off of Jokic a little bit, because he Jokic will play with the ball more in his hands this year than he did last year even. His usage was still only like 26%. So it's not like he was consistently running with the ball in his hands because the ball moves so frequently. I think you're going to see Gary Harris and Will Barton play with the ball in their hands more often to allow Jamal Murray to run through pin downs, to run through flare screens, to run through elevator sets, and find himself more opportunities to get his catch and shoot going. Because... Jamal Murray unlocking his shooting potential alongside Nikola Jokic will completely alter this Nuggets offense. He's almost there, but he's not respected on the level of an elite shooter like a CJ McCollum or a Dame, but he can get there. He has the shooting potential in a nutshell to be that kind of guy. And if they can get him running off screens in a Klay Thompson mold, that is going to just rip this floor open even wider for Nikola Jokic to hit even more cutters and get even more off-ball action, side pick and rolls and things like that working because of Jamal Murray playing off ball as opposed to on ball. I'm not sold on Jamal Murray as a point guard creator really in, in, in any facets. He has a couple. He's able to hit um, like the he, he can get the left hand swing pass down the baseline. He has a couple advanced level reads, but they're methodical. They're mm-hmm. only those couple ones that he's worked on religiously that he's able to get to. He's a terrible post post entry passer. He cannot get the ball back through length in a pick and roll to the big rolling very well. So all of those things are going to hurt him. And I think you're going to see Gary Harris and Will Barton take on more of those responsibilities than Jamal Murray, which should in turn hopefully open up the floor even more for Nikola Jokic. Okay, wow. I mean, this this is the best breakdowns we've had in the rapid-fire uh, sentences <laughs> here that we had in a while on the podcast. So, uh, Gary Harris, can I put him in? Uh, we're going to do a video this week, I think, on um, uh, unheralded players, players to watch. Wait, what's the name we were looking at here, if I call this up? Um, close that out. It's called, uh, oh, my goodness. Hello, I don't want to. <laughs> it's um, banter, banter, breakout banter. <laughs> Sorry, we call them breakout players. And yes. um, I don't know. Can we consider Gary Harris a breakout player going into next year? I think so. I don't think you'll see a crazy spike in counting numbers, but I think his role is going to be so much more important and integral to this Nuggets team that you could. I'm going to put him on my early season, like most improved player ballot at this point. I think that they have really been pushing for Gary Harris to be more involved in this offense, and I think they're going to unlock him more defensively with Paul Millsap actually in the fold and playing. You can play so much more aggressive up top with Paul Millsap behind you because you can just trust he's going to make the right decision. Gary Harris didn't have that luxury last year when he was hurt. Nikola Jokic was behind him so it's going to be a different dynamic with Gary Harris and I think you're going to see him take a big leap with the ball in his hands you're going to see him creating more on the pick and roll from a standstill not just in DHOs with a full head of steam I think you're going to see a very different version of Gary Harris a much more empowered version of Gary Harris and that's why I'm going to put him in that in that tier I think he could be a 21 4 and 4 guy next year and lead the Nuggets in scoring potential potentially Nikola Jokic probably won't lead them in scoring because he's such a facilitator so I think Gary Harris as a finisher could take that leap and become that full-time consistent score for this team 
And what's exciting is that they could start a five that has basically all great shooters from behind the three-point line, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the worst you might get is 36% or so, which is average. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, I think the whole league is going towards, so I bet you will find some other teams that might be able to do that. But across the board, especially in that center position, uh, Jokic has to be the top. I can't think of anybody. I, even like Embiid, mm-hmm. that was a big thing. He shot 30% on three-and-a-half attempts per game. Um, can you think of any other sort of you know centers in that position that that shoot well from behind the arc? On volume like that, no. I mean, you can make an argument that Brook Lopez's mechanics are great and his his percentages are high, so you can make an argument for them. But the volume is just so much lower off the top of my head. I'm not actually looking right. at the numbers right now. Well, but I will because pretty... my Brook got up there. He got to at least three. Let me look here. He oh he actually was four point four attempts wow, per game. Wow, I didn't realize that. But but it was under thirty five percent, thirty four and a half. So, so yeah, you can still you give know. the edge to Nikola Jokic at that point. And I think we're just scratching the surface because what's interesting about Nikola Jokic is that not just the raw numbers or the percentages but how dynamic his shooting can be because you can run him off pin downs he has the handles to pull up from three off a dribble like he has very different pieces to his shooting diversity that make it even more difficult to defend him and I think you'll see his three-point shooting numbers slowly grow because his last year coming out of Megalex before he even got drafted by the Nuggets he was still chasing his three-point shot because he was so not confident in it that he felt like he had to rebound it every single time he is just now scratching the surface as a three-point shooter and when that confidence level continues to build like it has been i think you're going to see that touch come out even more i wouldn't be surprised if he ends up being a 40 percent three-point shooter at some point in his career yeah i mean he was right there last year and so you're saying that yeah. you might you're envisioning the he could bring the ball down a, a quick drag ball screen for him and he could pull from three like that that we might start seeing that yeah Wow. I would not be surprised at all because his dribble is low to the ground. It's controlled. It's instinctual. And the second he sees an opening, it doesn't matter if he record scratch pump fakes or if he just pulls up. He has just this fluidity about him as an offensive basketball player to where there are no record scratches with him. He just continually moves on to the next good look, and it's like nothing happened before it. So it would not surprise me if you see dribble through, take a drag screen, ball fake one more and then put it up again off the record scratch like those kinds of pull-up threes are not out of the question for him whatsoever wow well i can't wait to see that happening uh as we wrap up what do you think uh that what's your prediction for what uh seeding they're gonna get and i'm assuming you're, they're gonna get the playoffs so uh where are they gonna get how high how high I'm still flipping between four and five. I still feel like on paper they are better than the Lakers, but I am unwilling to bet against LeBron James. So I'm putting them right in that four to five category, fighting for home court, not necessarily going to ultimately come out with it, but fighting for it. I think this team has an upside of 54 wins at the most. Like that's that's how good I think this team can actually be. That that, that would get them the third, according to last year's uh, uh, standings. Uh, Of course... If that happens, then somebody from last year is going to get knocked out of the playoffs. Who's that going to be? This conversation drives me crazy. I ask as many people as I possibly can about it because I love the answers. I have Portland falling out this year. I think they were the only team last year who stayed consistently healthy, and that is something that really gave them the benefit of the doubt throughout that just brutal gauntlet of the Western Conference 3-10. to 10. So I think if they have even just a little bit of an injury concern, whether it's Nurkic, Dame, or CJ, or any of their wings, you pick any of their wings and they get hurt that stretch the floor, they're going to fall off a cliff in my opinion. So I have them as a team to fall out personally and i wouldn't be surprised if minnesota imploded yeah that's gotta be the one i'm looking at too because i know everyone wants to run off the spurs 
but everyone does it every year, and then there they are. I don't they get win. that. They didn't have Kawhi all year last year, and then they added DeMar DeRozan. Like, like I, I understand the spacing issues, but just in terms of raw talent and pop coaching them, I still feel like they have the ability to absolutely make a five or a six seed next year in the playoffs, just in the regular season. I don't know if they'll be able to just run through teams in the playoffs, but they should be able to make the playoffs, I think. Yeah, I mean, you know, hey, listen, they lost slow-mo, so we don't know if that's going to have a huge effect <laughs> on it, but it'll have something. I will forever love slow-mo. I will forever zach lowe saying that he is able to get space because people don't realize how slow he is that's one of my favorite things of all time i i love slow-mo absolutely and in, in just in case people have forgotten the the separation between the third and ninth last year in the west the portland trailblazers were three uh well, sorry i guess they're well, let's do it by the games behind they were 16 games behind the first place in rockets and the uh nine seed nuggets were 19 so you're talking about three games separated uh six teams um, so you're right. Yeah. It's not really like anyone dropping out just means like they had a cold one day <laughs> or something. That's basically what exactly. It is. So uh, yeah. it's brutal. Uh, and then, oh, again, the Lakers also. So that means that other team. So you're thinking, um, sorry, Portland in the, in the Wolves. We'll have to hold your feet to the fire on that one and see how that plays out. And I'm not even honestly sold about the Lakers just yet, even though I was so high on them without LeBron and this young core. Uh, I guess I'm going to really <laughs> find out if they can develop, but we'll see. But TJ, thank you so much for coming on the show and breaking down this is fantastic stuff of course man i've always loved talking about nuggets basketball do talk me about basketball anything i'm here for you whenever you want me to come on through awesome you'll have to do it again when we uh, get into the season and uh don't forget sports fans at b-ball breakdown not a channel we're a conversation you in are you in tj i'm in <laughs>